0: And welcome back to the program, time for our book talk segment of the day, and it's a great pleasure to welcome back a guest that was with us a few years ago. Uh, We talked to her uh, about her book at that time uh, called Playboy Swings, about the great history of the uh, Playboy uh, Jazz Clubs and what went on there, but she has a new book out, and this one is kind of interesting, too. Uh, I guess we've all uh, had, uh, obviously, had tea in our lives, but this is kind of a history of tea. It's called Tea Under the Palm, From Leaf to Kettle, a history of tea and the art of a proper tea party, Joined today by uh, Lady Patricia Farmer from uh, up in New York today, and uh, uh, Patricia, good to talk to you again. How Have you been?
1: Oh, I've been good, thank you. It's uh, it doesn't seem like five years have passed since we talked last time. I was trying to figure and, out what uh, was
0: it. Has it been five years since the Playboy Swingsball it, came out?
1: Yeah, it's been about that, and and what a opposite end of the spectrum this book is, from L- Playboy different. to uh, <laughs> <laughs> afternoon tea and having to put on your Sunday manners.
0: I don't think there were too many tea parties at the Playboy clubs, right? Do they serve tea? Well, there,
1: <laughs> I don't know. There were a lot of parties at the, at the clubs. <laughs> oh, I'm not going there. Well, right I do now. want to
0: thank our mutual friend uh, uh, Jeff, uh, who uh, handles uh, a lot of the you know, publicity, Jeff Abraham, I should say, who brings us some great mm-hmm. guests, and he, he sent me the, the blurb on this one, and I said, sure. I'd love to have her back on because we, we talked to you uh, again on the on the Playboy Swings book. But I guess my only uh, uh, history of, of tea parties uh, we used to go to Bermuda. My family uh, as a kid, uh, I guess as a teenager, and they would have tea time in Bermuda. So I did have a right. tea party there. So that's my experience with tea parties. But I guess I don't know a lo- right. not a lot about it until I read your book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that makes sense. You know, Bermuda was a British colony. British tea and, time, right? Yeah. You know. All the upper crusty traditions,
0: and is that where it started? I know you have the, in the book you talk about the history of it, but uh, it goes right way well before that. I know that, but the tea party is that kind of a British thing about four o'clock in the afternoon.
1: You know, it um, started way before then. The Brits really grabbed hold of it and kind of embraced it and made everybody in the world think it was theirs. Right. But uh, tea parties started in France uh the court of King Louis the Fourteenth and his Queen Marie Antoinette really liked the afternoon tea parties. And as I say in the book, we now know what Marie Antoinette was having with her cake. Uh <laughs> it was afternoon tea. Uh but then the revolution came and everything that was uh the royals and upper uh the upper echelons and, and all that was Quickly done away with, and uh, pretty viciously too during the French Revolution. So then it disappeared for 50 years, and resurfaced in Britain. And, and as I said, the Brits then, you know, made it uniquely theirs.
0: Obviously, America has the uh, the uh, tie in with the British with the the Boston Tea Party. That was a little bit different kind of Tea Party when we <laughs> we didn't want to be taxed on it, right? We dumped it all in the British har- in the Boston Harbor. <laughs>
1: Right, right. And, you know, tea, it's funny you bring that up. You know, that was a way of protest. But um, a tea, you know, just afternoon tea also led to the suffragette movement because afternoon tea was the, yeah, it was the one thing that women didn't have to have a male escort for, you know, they could go to these tea rooms because it was all other women and um, you know, the men thought they were all talking about fashion and gossiping when actually they were plotting how to get the vote. And that's actually where the suffragette movement came out of was having afternoon tea and oh, really? women getting together. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. and again, I know so, they're down, oh, here, yeah. down here in Sarasota. There's a couple of restaurants that are like known as tea restaurants. I guess New York had the famous Russian tea room. So it kind of, morphed into uh, restaurants that would just kind of specialize in that type of uh, uh, meal, right? Like a tea tea afternoon and right. small sandwiches, right?
1: Right, afternoon tea kind of at, you know, one to four o'clock to take the edge off, you know, replacing lunch and uh, keeping you from getting the starvings before dinner time. And surprisingly enough, the younger generation, millennials and the younger demographic are now uh, latching onto it. You know, instead of going to lunch, they'll go to tea. And I had a a young employer, a young exec, actually she would take employees. Now she takes them to tea rather than lunch to discuss projects and uh, problems or advancements or whatever, just to talk about things from the office. They go to tea. It's unexpected. It kind of cools whatever is going on. Hmm. But it's that generation, 20s and 30s, are really uh, lobbing on to it.
0: I guess it, it kind of came out, like you said, uh, it's one to four kind of the times, but mostly later in the afternoon, I guess because in Europe, but dinner is much later, right? Amer- Americans tend to eat dinner, I guess, earlier, five, six. But right. later yeah. dinner over there. So the tea, you had to have something between lunch and dinner, right? That's kind of why they did right. that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And
1: actually, you know, way back uh, in the 1700s, they didn't even have lunch. So it was breakfast and dinner, and dinner wasn't until 8.30. Right. And the gals wearing those tight corsets and not eating anything, they, you know, just, uh, it was a sorry sight. So they started having afternoon tea with a few nibbles, and then their friends started coming over. And uh, again, you know, is a good way to catch up on uh, what was going on in town, gossip, talk about men,
0: talk
1: about the household, and whatever.
0: Now, again, how did you get interested in uh, not only the book itself, but uh, I guess probably growing up you probably had tea parties as a little kid, right, and then as an adult. But how did you do the research on, on putting a book together about it?
1: Well, number one, you're absolutely right. You know, it all started for me when I was seven, and my mother took me, just as many mothers and aunts and grandmothers took their young ladies to afternoon tea at the Plaza Hotel. And um, I was just mesmerized by the grandeur of, number one, the plaza, but also by the whole experience. And um, there were palm trees in the hotel, I mean, that just blew my (laughs) mind. And that's why I named the book, you know, Tea Under the Palms. And it was then I remember, you know, at at the age I am now, I clearly remember that I thought that tea ritual was one I never wanted to end. And that I decided that's how I wanted to live. I wanted to live in this beautiful surrounded and go out and work, but still you know, be able to have afternoon tea and the lovely manners and the little... And I just thought the whole thing was yummy.
0: My mom and her friend would often, not maybe not often, but they would go into the city, like I said, we live in Long Island, maybe twice a year and do that at the Palms. I mean, at the the Plaza. I forgot mm-hmm. until you mentioned it there, that she would do that. That was kind of a you know a day out for, for them. So uh, they enjoyed that. Yeah. I never did that, but that sounds right. like it was great. Yeah.
1: Well, again, it's funny you mention that because it is something that both men and women are doing now. You know, I went to the palm court at the plaza not too long ago, a couple weeks ago, and it was interesting. There's a lot of uh, uh, colleagues from work going for tea, you know, men and women, where previously, you know, I don't recall seeing that demographic Right. Uh, it was all like mothers and daughters or grandmothers and daughters or girlfriends and now it's uh something that men are enjoying too what's not to enjoy it's oh, sure. you get scones and sandwiches and <laughs> you know pastries get to try it all
0: and again there's Hundreds, maybe thousands of uh, varieties of tea. I know in the book you, you give a lot of great uh, uh, recipes. How to kind of put a, a tea party together at home or at a, a some place uh, you want to, the people want to gather together. But uh, so many teas now, right? Even more than I guess uh, maybe fifteen, twenty years ago, right? Yeah,
1: there are there are a lot of the herbals. You know, and people are are making different blends with the herbals and. Uh, You know, basically, you have your your black, your oolong, your green, and then you start adding in the different flavors. And you're absolutely right. You have, you know, 500 different varieties of tea. And looking at a tea menu, again, going back to the recent tea I had, they actually gave me, like, practically a book for a menu to pick my tea from. And there were, (laughs) you know, like... A hundred different kinds of tea and you know, I just default to mint. I like mint tea.
0: Mint tea, sure. Um,
1: but there are quite a few you could pick from.
0: Now I'm an iced tea fan. Is iced tea uh forbidden at a tea party or can you have it iced or does it have to be no. warm? You, can, warm have you, can. you okay. can have it iced. You can, okay. I'm not a hot tea fan. Fun. I like iced tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be fun. There are definite rules, you know, uh uh counterintuitive to what we're all led to believe at fancy meals, how you're supposed to use utensils at a tea party. How to hold the cup, famous. right? You talk about that
0: in the book, right?
1: Yes, yes, there's a way how to hold the cup and how to uh, take the uh, goodies from the tiered tea tray where, that they're served on. You take them from the tray tray to your plate, you know, not directly. You can't pop them right in your mouth.
0: Right. You have to take them from
1: the tray, put them on your plate, you know, so it's tiered uh, plate mouth. And um, there's, you know, a definite little procedure. But like I said, above all, it's supposed to be fun, you know, not relaxed, but um, just a way to get together with your friends and colleagues and family.
0: Well, it's and, nice in uh, a sense. enjoy
1: something a little different.
0: I was going to say, in a sense, it, it's nice because so many people tend to eat, you know, quickly and don't take time. A, a tea meal should take some time, mm-hmm. right?
1: Right, right. Just the way it's served, you know. The tea served first, and you kind of pour that and enjoy that. And then all your food comes, and, you know, you definitely don't rush through that. And And the nice thing is you get to... Uh, enjoy a variety of different uh, sandwiches you know you don't have to pick you know ham and cheese sandwich that's lunch end of story you know they have ham and cheese they have salmon they have cucumber so you can have five different varieties and you don't get overly filled
0: and the tea also obviously has a health benefit
1: absolutely tea is much healthier for you than coffee and Although I do drink coffee and enjoy it, and my doctor said it's healthy, uh, going back to the 1600s in China, they started drinking tea and, you know, making the leaves into a drink for medicinal purposes. And it's been proven even in modern day that, you know, green tea and uh, antioxidants antioxidants in the tea, all, all the kinds of tea is very healthy.
0: Yeah. Well, the name of the book is called Tea Under the Palms, From Leaf to Kettle, A History of Tea and the Art of a Proper Tea Party. And uh, Lady Patricia Farmer has been our uh, guest today. And, uh, uh, Patricia, do you have a website you want to direct people to? I guess it's available everywhere, right, the book?
1: Uh, the book is available everywhere, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, your favorite bookstore. And my website is patty-farmer.com.
0: Great. Well, so Somebody, uh... We'll put a link on yeah, our website as great. well. But, uh, yeah, well, you, you live an interesting and uh, and uh, sounds like a fun life, uh, Patty. Great, great uh, that, you, uh, that you were able to do that.
1: <laughs> I I And part of the the fun is getting to talk to you every few years today. Well, we won't so. make it five years. Uh-huh. You, got you, yeah. the, the
0: really is, you got another one in the works? You don't have to say what the topic is, but you got another one in the works? No, book?
1: <laughs> I do, I do. So we'll be visiting hopefully again soon. Uh, and uh, it may be more along the lines of Playboy, but we'll talk.
0: Great, great. Well, uh, Patty, great chatting with you, and uh, thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you so much. Take care. Bye now.